1: Hello, Internet. This is Chase King our free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to the third of our 16-part series, team-by-team, team, breaking down the League of Legends World Championships. We've been doing two, uh, Group A. We've been battling hard through it. We've talked about the two favorite teams to get out of the region. And now we're going to talk about a team that... At the very least, I think they would win the coolest logo in the group competition. They've got uh, Albus Nox Luna, a great name that translates into White Moon Knight, whatever that means. Uh, it, it, they've kind of got this Rengar vibe going on with the logo. I, I'm, I'm digging everything about the aesthetic and I'm here now with Walter C-80's fed FedChuck to see if we can like anything about this team. <laughs> so, Walter, how you
0: doing, man? I mean, what's What's not to like about this team, man? They got a cool logo. <laughs> they got a cool name. They have the Death Note master himself in but, Kira. Of course. They have just an amazing support player with his offbeat. You know, it's funny about those Russian winters. Who knew that you just play brand, and that just that just warms you up inside. So oh, man. there you go. Likrit's signature support brand pick. Um, I'm I'm over the moon that we get to talk about this team that this is the team that qualified uh, the second team that qualified out of the international wild card. I yes, just got your yes. over the
1: moon pun. It took yes. me a second and I'm so yes. I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm sorry to you for having the hesitation. I'm sorry to the
0: internet that they had to hear it. I'm just sorry. It's really what it comes I mean, to it's us. It's so obvious. Like come on. But I I am over the moon not because I'm making a pun but because uh my my culture is Ukrainian, and there's three Ukrainians that are making it into this tournament. And usually, to you know, root for Ukrainians, I have to go to like Counter Strike and root for Navi or or <laughs> something like that. So I'm excited about that. I, I I don't know. I need to look and see if they have like jerseys or something for sale that I can get because I would I, love to go to the World Semifinals wearing an Elvis Knox Luna jersey. I'm not sure
1: how many other Elvis Knox Luna jerseys you'll see in the semifinals. I think by that point. Um, those might be uh, wearing it's down a ironic. little bit, but <laughs> but it's you know what? Let's talk over. about let's talk about the team because there is a team to talk about, and I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say that most of the people that are watching and listening to this podcast are not aware of the ins and outs of the LCL, the CIS Regions Local League, and probably if they've seen anything they watched the international wildcard qualifier and even that is something that you know was hard for you know fans to keep up with with all the other tournaments that were going on at the time. So Walter, tell me about this team. What what is the path that has gotten them into this world spot?
0: So this this is the roster that was formerly known as Hard Random. Yes. And Hard Random and Alibis Knox Luna have pretty much had a stranglehold on the LOL Continental League, the CIS region. Um, for the better part of almost two years. They've been arguably the best team. It seems like Kira is always at these international wildcard events. He's sort of like the the Eastern, like Eastern wildcard regions versions of SEA. Where he's, like, always at these things, and then he never makes it through. But he broke that back with the 2015 All-Star event, so the one that happened before spring, uh, where the CIS team won the International Wild Card All-Star event in Melbourne, Australia, to send four members of that Hard Random squad and the jungler for ROX, not Rocks Tigers, but Rocks in CIS, uh, where it, it was fun. It was, like, fun seeing them, so to see them finally make it out of the international wildcard. And and actually, it was like, if you didn't watch the international wildcard tournament, you kind of missed some pretty good, like, some pretty good League of Legends. For for what these regions are, it was some pretty good League of Legends. Uh, and Albus was, was they were kind of tested for the first time outside of one series uh, against Vega in the summer playoff finals. When I talk about this team running roughshod over over the CIS. They had one loss over their mm-hmm. entire entire season. And then they double they added two more losses in that summer finals against Vega Squadron, which if you recognize that name, that is where former Gambit Gaming support Edward now plays over in Russia. So. And
1: former Rockat support. I want that and on the record. And former
0: curse support. So, <laughs> yeah, that's where Edward is. And, and actually, surprisingly, I caught some matches, you know, in, in the wee hours of the morning when nothing else was on. Um, so you're welcome. I actually semi-paid attention to this region. Uh, mm-hmm. But for this roster, it's really... They're very cohesive, and they really kind of rely on PvP Stegis, who is their jungler... To really be that catalyst f- for the roster, um, they remind me a bit of Splice mm-hmm. in terms of its very team-oriented play. However, in their region, they're able to also dominate one v one matchups in a way that Splice just can't in Europe uh, and can't just to a major to you know the large majority of teams. Their players, while they are talented, are not talented enough to just one v one duel, you know, a, a Fabian or a Reckless or. Uh, you know, Oduwamne in the top lane, you know, things like that. Uh, but in the CIS region, they can just outright style on their opposing lane. And even when you got to the International Wildcard Tournament, they had some trouble just 1v1-ing. Um, Kira, in particular, and Smurf, had a little bit of trouble when you get against like INTZ. Um, Smurf really had some trouble with Yang, uh, just 1v1-ing them. But they were able to bring this sort of team-fighting style, and even though they were the 4th, Seed, which it was three teams tied at five and two but they were fourth out of those four top four teams Mm -hmm. uh they really had a good series against leon gaming and it was even kind of foretold that it was going to happen because in their last match in their match against leon gaming in the round robins they beat them and they beat them pretty soundly and leon was undefeated at that point um so it's a really strong team they do have some sort of oddball picks like i said Liquoritz. uh brand is definitely something that the international wildcard teams really had to focus and decide whether or not they wanted to ban it but he didn't always pick it when it was available too Mm -hmm. um so they're definitely an interesting team to go forward with into their own region and and probably we'll see them on the international wildcard circuit some more Mm -hmm. um but Man, when you get drawn into a, into a group with Rocks Tigers, you're in for a, a tall task to try and get out of this group.
1: Yeah, this is a very different kind of Rocks that they'll be playing against this, <laughs> in this tournament. You know, I, I think that one of the things that makes this team as fun as it is is that kind of touch you, you mentioned about taking these weird pocket picks. And you look at something like brand support. No one saw brand support coming unless you happen to watch the LCL, which you would know that this had been a liquid specialty for a while. And they've made a few of those kinds of picks throughout the international qualifier. You know, this is a tournament that's going to be played on patch 6.18. We haven't seen any professional games on this patch. We haven't even seen any semi-professional games on this patch. So, Walter... Is there a chance for some of that weird pick magic to get this team, a team that is stuck together as long as they have, to pull out a surprise
0: victory here? (sighs) Okay, okay. I thought you were going to be like, are they going to make it out of the group? I think (laughs) there is a chance that this roster could, could pull off an upset against probably CLG. Uh, I think that makes the most sense. I think CLG has the most weaknesses mm-hmm. uh, across the board. I think that to ask them to beat G2 and Trick is just too tall of an order. I think against them in particular, the laning is where you're going to have trouble, where G2's laners are strong enough to outduel them early on. Um, but I think against CLG, there there is a chance that they can win. I think that uh, Liquid has a very similar control of the map to aframu he's very strong when he's on an engage style champions you know we, we say he plays this brand and everyone goes brand and that's like super high damage but people forget like that stun built into his kit is is very strong and it's a very strong engage tool especially when you watch how licorite uses the champion he tends to use the ultimate not as like this big execute but just to start shredding you know, just to start shredding through them through health, especially when you have frontliners that are diving into the backline of, of Albus Knox Luna. That's really what he does. He's really willing to sacrifice himself to to set up his carries and put them into the best position possible. Um, I think Stegos has the exact same map pressure that Xmithy does, where he's not. I'm gonna invade you and out duel. He's not a trick where he wants to like kill the enemy jungler over and over and invade and be like a carry style jungler. Mm-hmm. He is very much let me set up my lanes. Let let's get them going. Um, Kira versus Hui. Hui, despite the fact he's played better towards the end of the summer split is still inconsistent, and Kira is a model of if you take one step forward, he is going to rip your entire arm out of its socket if he can. He's, <laughs> he's very good at that. And then the Smurf versus uh, Darshan matchup is... We'll see. We'll see what version of Darshan shows up, and we'll talk about that a little bit later mm-hmm. on the CLG version of this podcast. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it, are they going to make it out of groups? No. I Even even the the... Most diehard gambler is not going to put five dollars on Elvis Knox Luna to make it out of groups, but yeah, there's a chance that they can beat a team, and I think that team is most likely going to be CLG. Yeah,
1: I think that's fair. I think that this is a team that does have the ability to come together and you know play as a, a whole that is greater than the sum of some of these individual parts. You know, As you mentioned before, they were able to dominate in the LCL single-handedly, but it was their team play that has gotten them here. And when you know how to play as a five-man unit, it can make a big difference. And it allows you to be in games against teams that make some macro mistakes. But we can't talk all of this praise about Albus Knox Luna without looking at the other side of the coin. This is a team that has dropped games to teams that you could never imagine some of the rest of the teams in this group dropping games to. They are a wild card team. Walter, what are the flaws when we're talking about this team two weeks from now, what are the things we're gonna be pointing to and saying, Yep, that's the that's the wild
0: card thing that they did that ended up costing them. They they do make a lot of mistakes in macro rotational play mm-hmm. that better teams will explain. They are in an international wildcard region. I'm not joking when I say they've had a stranglehold on the Russian region, on the CIS region, for the better part of two years. I watched the final against Vegas Squadron, and it was just two teams that snowballed off of each other because they made a mistake, and it was which team could capitalize on that mistake first and get a lead and go from there. Uh, They're very aggressive in terms of their fighting early on where they want to just fight, 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 fight. Uh, they're very much immortal, like immortals in that regard where they're not going to lose slowly. They're going to try and take it to you and they're going to keep fighting you until you kill their nexus. Uh, mm-hmm. And if that's at 22 minutes, so be it. If they somehow hold out for an hour, so be it. They they embody the, the Rus- Russian and the Eastern European spirit of we're going to fight to our dying breath. Mm-hmm. If you want a team out of these 16 that's going to sit in L- Leningrad and, you know, fight their way through a historical battle. I want these five guys right here. Uh but gameplay wise, yeah, it's just a lot of mistakes. It comes from inexperience and, and other teams in their region not being able to capitalize on it. We saw it in the international wildcard tournament. Again, these teams just they don't exploit mistakes the same way that other teams do. I even mm. have problems watching Western, you know, Europe and North America, where I see teams go, you know, win a team fight. And it's like go go take dragon. Go take dragon. I will sit here and yell at my computer, why aren't you taking dragon with, like, half health, half mana, four people dead on the other team, and they're like, eh, let's just go farm. Like, those kind of mistakes are, are what happens here, where they leave objectives on the table, where they leave gold on the table, where they don't control their sideways appropriately, where they're trying to bait a baron, but their bot lane is already at their inhibitor, you know, threatening their nexus towers. Like, you can't do stuff like that.
1: Right. So and, and that's something that you see a lot with these kinds of international wildcard teams. And we're gonna be saying some of the same things when we talk about the other international wildcard team at this tournament. It is a much it, it It is easy to play a strong micro game. It is easy as an individual player, because guess what? These guys are playing on the EU West ladder every day. Yes. They're going up against the same pros, and a lot of them are in that challenger, or at the very least, Masters region. These are yep. really, really good individual players, and the fact that you can see pocket picks like that brand shows that they have a great understanding of the game and how these pieces fit and how fights are supposed to work. But there's that next level of understanding. It's having you know, a guy that is that in-game leader that knows what to do and knows how to get the team to the next step. And the problem that I have when I look at Albus Luna and whether they're going to win a game or not is that this is a team that I do not think can win if they're behind. I think that if they fall behind, I think teams will just snowball on them. And they're a team that I don't know if they do enough to keep winning. Uh, at least, when what we've seen, they're going to have to count on the enemy making multiple mistakes. In that Leon series, it, you know, it wasn't one mistake or two mistakes. It, there were several different mistakes that the enemy team had to make before they finally took that Nexus down. And that's something that you can't count on teams to do. Teams that are at Worlds are teams that have gotten there because they've played a ton of games in a much more competitive much stronger region as, as far as top-to-bottom play goes. And they've learned how to fix these macro issues. Uh, and as much as people will jokingly put up the Renegades Dignitas game as an example of how, you know, not everyone in every region can play <laughs> great macro play, certainly when, you you know, compared to most of the teams that they were playing, Worlds is going to be a whole nother level. But you know what? I am still excited because this is a region that has not had a ton of time in the international spotlight. And I do believe that there are some players here that can individually shine. Walter, I, I'm not going to ask you to predict whether or not they're going to get out of groups. I think we ha- you can all agree on the ultimate fate of this team, whether they win one or zero games is really all that's at play. Yeah. But is there one thing that you think people should really look out for as the bright spot in a group that will otherwise be a, a very challenging effort for this team.
0: Well, well, Chase can't see this picture, but yeah, if you guys want like the next underground rock band... You want you want to follow Albus Knox Luna because I, Chase, you can't see this picture, but I'm going to describe it for you and then you're going to watch this video later. Okay. It's the five of them in blue jeans and a shirt that says Albus Knox Luna, like their their jerseys. Mm-hmm. And they're standing outside behind a building with what looks like construction grade ventilation equipment behind them. <laughs> it is about as nitty-gritty a grunge album cover as you could ever expect. Perfect. Um, but no the, the thing really to watch I think is going to it's going to revolve around Kira. He is the guy that, when we we look at everything, he did very well in the 1v1 tournament at the 2015 All-Star event, uh, which was just last summer, or last fall. Um, you know, he's been kind of been the guy that, you know, eh, maybe he can make it in Europe, you know, we'll see, maybe he's not a ball pick. You know, if we wanted to see a Russian team make it, like, this is a guy that's... Tried to make it into the European LCS a couple of times and now has settled into the, the CIS. Is This is my home region. This is where I'm going to be successful. Um, he he's the guy that you're going to see the 1v1 outplays from. Mm-hmm. And they're very calculated, but they are very quick. Like I said earlier, this is a guy where if you blink, you can miss him killing someone.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
0: I am I love watching him play. Anytime I go, you know, watching the Elvis Knox Luna Vods, it's always fun to watch him play. It was. Great watching him play in the international wildcard event. He is the best player on this team. Yeah. Uh, and he's the best player on this team because they did an AMA on Reddit, actually. And someone asked him, what's it like playing on the, the CIS server, the Russian server? And he says, I don't know. I haven't played on it in three years. So <laughs> he plays with with the best that Europe has to offer. He plays yes. on the US um, I don't think any any one of those regions, Turkey, Russia. I don't think any of them actually do play on their home servers much. You can probably speak to Turkey a little bit more since you. I, I was going to
1: say, as someone who ran a team, I'm not going to name any names, but we scrimmed against a lot of the teams that you see in the LCL, as well as a couple of the professional Turkish teams. <laughs> And no one plays on their home region. Everyone plays on the EU West in particular. Not even EU Nordic East. You know, you'd think that some of the teams from over there would play on that ladder. It's basically all EU West. They know where the talent is. They know where the improvement comes in. And Kira is a guy who in my opinion has proven himself, you know, enough times for me to know that he's going to be fun to watch but it's going to be so great to see the international audience finally pick up on this guy plus who doesn't want to see the death note memes that will litter reddit as soon as they somehow pick out a victory that's something i think that everyone can root for
0: albus nox luna needs to take second in this group so kira could kill faker It needs to happen. I'm sorry guys. It needs to happen. We need to see Kira versus Faker. That is the matchup you want the most. I guarantee it. I would enjoy
1: that matchup. But you know what? (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, We've got another one coming out today where we're going to talk about CLG and put an end, a nice little bow on this Group A experience if you enjoy this you should definitely subscribe on this YouTube channel the Rough Drafts podcast you can also if you're an audio fan you can go to soundcloud.com/esportsroughdrafts or go on iTunes search the Rough Drafts podcast there you know we love it when you guys subscribe it really helps us know what you guys are enjoying cuz we just want to give the people what they want and you can also of course find us on social media i'm at King. Well, to work in the nice people at home find you?
0: I am at cades underscore lol. Elvis Knox Luna. Someone, get in contact me with me. I want a jersey. Seriously, <Battlefield> tell me how I can make this happen. I'm dead serious. I will wear it to Madison Square Garden. I'll wear it over my TSM jersey when TSM is beating the hell out of SKT. You, you heard it here first. You
1: said it here first, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to plow ahead onto Counter Logic Gaming. So until then, goodbye, Internet.